Anyways, we're going to open up, uh, and we're going to be in Proverbs tonight uh, for our opening verse of text. And it's a relatively short verse of text, uh, but it's one that I feel is really, uh, really relevant. Uh, and it's one of those always relevant uh, types of verses. So um, we'll go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and, and take a look at Proverbs uh, chapter 19. And we're only going to read one verse there, and it is verse 21. So the Bible says in Proverbs 19, verse 21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. All right, so you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, and we thank you so much for this time of study. Uh, We thank you for uh, giving us ears to hear, uh, giving us minds to process, and hearts to take hold of what you want to teach us. Uh, Lord, we ask that that you be with us and that you guide us through this study and help us to take all that we need to take and apply it in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, I like this particular verse. Uh, because it's so simple, but yet it's so profound. Um, there's a lot that's actually said in this verse, and because it's so simplistic, it's very easy to grasp hold of. But what's interesting about this is if you look at it with the other, uh, the other verses that surround it, okay, it's really easy to kind of just read past it and gloss over it. Um, and I think one of the things that pastor often talks about is the fact that we need to really slow our reading down and slow our comprehension down so that we get the full impact of what God's trying to show us in his word, okay? So, you know, uh, like I said, it's, it's very easy to kind of just read through this verse and kind of gloss over it and just uh, give it what we would call mental assent, you know, just to look at it on the surface and keep moving uh, as we're reading through it. Uh, but... I wanted to take a look at this particular verse uh, because of an experience that I had just this past weekend. Um, Idaris and I, we, we actually got a, a rare opportunity uh, to go out on a date night. Uh, and for those of y'all that are parents, y'all know that's, that's precious. Uh, you know, but we had an opportunity to go and to see one of our favorite comedians. Um, he's a Christian comic by the name of Michael Jr. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with him or his comedy, but a uh, really funny guy, really, uh, really practical guy. Um, and he has a, a really unique show uh, because one of the things that he takes the opportunity to do while he is up there doing his comedy routines is to take a step back and talk about life and talk about how um, you know, he uses his comedy to impact people. Um, and one of the things I wanted to do tonight was take a look at a video. It's about a three and a half minute video, and it is him uh, doing his stand-up routine, and it's one of those moments where he kind of takes himself back from the comedy, and he actually talks about, uh, you know, life and purpose, and uh, I think it's really kind of a a great uh, segue into what we're going to be talking about tonight. All right, so... Uh, do me a favor. Let's go ahead and, and run that video now, and uh, I'll let him go this ahead and say it. Hot- go ahead. 
the next thing they say is what? How do I know what? But the key really isn't to know what, the key is to know why. Because when you know your why, you have options on what your what can be. For instance, my why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. My what is stand-up comedy. My what is writing books. My what can be going out with some friends to eat. In fact, another what that has moved me towards my why is a, a web series that we have out now called Break Time. So every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, you should subscribe to the, to the channel. Uh, we do a series called Break Time on YouTube. So 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode. One episode in particular I'm about to show you a clip to. We were in, uh, we were in Winston-Salem. So Break Time, this is how it works. I travel the country, I do stand-up comedy, probably an hour, hour and a half at an event. And in the middle of my show, I'll just sit down and start talking to the audience. And funny just happens. Or I'll meet somebody who's really interesting. So I met this one guy, and he said that he teaches music at a school. I was like, all right, you teach music, you know, um, can you sing? And then uh, I'm just going to show you the clip. Check it. So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right, so um, let, me get a couple, let me get a couple bars of, like, uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Let me, go ahead. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wow. That brought could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Uh, now, once you give me the version, is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick. If you know which version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing grace. I want you guys to notice the look that he gives him coming up. first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time I asked him to sing, he knew why he was doing it. When you know your why, your what has more impact because you're walking in or towards your purpose. Amen. All right. So uh, with that being said, uh, the title of tonight's study is The What, The Why, and God's purpose, okay? And I think this is really uh, one of those topics that 
sometimes it's hit or miss for us as Christians, okay? Uh, because sometimes we're having a great day, we're flying along, and, um, you know, we're, we're on like cloud nine for God, okay? We're saying all the right things, we're doing all the right things, we ain't sinning, we, we're, we're doing everything perfect, right? Uh, but then on other days, uh, we just totally missed the mark, okay? Um, and I would venture a guess to say because of the state of the world that we live in today, we probably miss the mark more often than not, okay? So, you know, when I had an opportunity to see this live, uh, it it kind of put two questions in my head, um, and I wanted to kind of uh, ask them of you tonight and just get you guys kind of uh, mentally tuned in and, and see if you guys are, uh, uh, are on the same wavelength here. Okay, so uh, the first one is, what if, as Christians, uh, we took that perspective, okay, what if we took that perspective of walking in God's purpose uh, and having that direct the why behind what we actually do, okay? And what if as we, we went through our Christian walk, okay, we purposefully asked every day, okay, for God to fulfill that purpose in us, okay? So give me the next, uh, next slide. Okay, so this is what that looks like, Okay. Uh, we need to be starting with God's purpose, and then from that, we need to be springboarding into this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, okay? So what I want to do is I want to show you how this is applied biblically, okay? And um, I, I, I couldn't find any greater example uh, than Jesus, and the life that he lived. Um, because when you look throughout the Bible, we got a, a, a bunch of sinners and then there's Jesus, okay? And, uh, you know, not for anything, there's nobody who walked in God's purpose any more than Jesus Christ, okay? So we're going to start uh, by taking, a, well, we're going to take a look at three different verses uh, or three different sets of verses in the Bible, okay? And they're all out of the book of Matthew. And we're going to talk about uh, what was actually happening and how Jesus was able to walk in God's purpose by answering the question, why? Okay, so the first verse we're going to take a look at is out of Matthew chapter 3, uh, starting at verse 13. And I'll give you guys a little bit of a setup for this. Uh, this was before Jesus's uh, public ministry had actually kicked off. Okay, so he hadn't yet been baptized and he was going uh, to John the Baptist to be baptized, all right? And starting in verse 13, uh, we read, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Verse 14 says, But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? And in verse 15, it says, But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. All right, so let's take a look at the paradigm here, okay? So we got God's purpose, then we have the why, and then we have what as a result, okay? 
So if we look at this particular story, all right, uh, we see that God's purpose in this, okay? Can we skip? Okay, all right, here we go. So God's purpose was to show believers in Christ the importance of baptism, okay? So Jesus came and Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus lived a, a perfect life, right? But if you really look at, at Jesus' life in its entirety, okay, and we call ourselves Christian, right, then we ought to be walking in that same purpose and making sure that we, too, get baptized, okay? So God didn't do this so that Jesus could be made right with himself or Jesus could be made right with God. God did this as a picture for us to see and to follow. OK, so Jesus knew this. He understood this was the purpose. But let's look at the why. OK, so I believe it was uh, verse 15. Jesus says to John after being asked by him, um, you know, why are you coming to me? Jesus tells him it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. OK, so Jesus knew that there was a requirement uh, that must be fulfilled. Okay, now, what that requirement exactly was or to what extent that was, we don't know. It doesn't say scripturally what that was, but we know that Jesus, in obedience to what God would have him to do, was going to make sure that that requirement was fulfilled. Okay? And then as a result, we have Jesus' what? And that was that he got baptized by John the Baptist. Okay? So... That's just one instance, okay? Uh, but I'm going to show you two more. Uh, so let's move on over to Matthew uh, chapter 9, starting at verse 10. And to set this up, um, we're looking at uh, Jesus right after, I believe, he had called Matthew uh, as a disciple. And... Uh, Matthew goes and invites him to his home for dinner, okay? And Matthew also invited other tax collectors, all right? So in verse 10, we read, Later Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. Verse 11 says, But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Verse 12 says, when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And verse 13, it says, then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners, okay? So coming back to our paradigm, okay? We have God's purpose. We have why Jesus did what he did, and then we have the what as a result, okay? So let's look at God's purpose here. It's very simple, okay? God wants to save the lost, okay? If you notice, it doesn't say there, that they were sitting with perfect people, okay? 
all the people that were there, with the exception of Jesus, was a sinner, you know, including the, the Pharisees that were there, regardless of whether or not they wanted to accept that or acknowledge that fact. The mere fact that they asked, why are you eating with such scum, shows that they were looking down their noses at everybody else, and they, they were so pious that they were putting themselves on high and ranking themselves above everybody else in the room. Okay? So let's be real. Okay? They didn't think that there was anything wrong with them, but their pride was getting in the way of them accepting the fact that they were sinners. Okay? So that's God's purpose. Jesus, of course, knowing that, uh, sets us up with his why. When he was asked why, okay, he told them that he was there to heal those that were spiritually sick, okay, a.k.a. the, the sinners, right? So he goes in and, you know, he's, uh, I, I believe he was a little bit uh, kind of upset uh, when he said this, but, you know, he was like, look, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Um, and I think he said it that way in order to get them to kind of realize that y'all are here and y'all are sick. Okay? But you just don't realize it. All right? So that was Jesus' why. Jesus came in and he made sure that everybody knew his why. Okay, they knew that he was there because they were not right with God. But he wanted to make sure that they understood that and that they got extended grace and mercy. Okay, because if we don't come and have that conversation with Jesus, that save me conversation, okay, there's not enough grace and mercy in your own. Uh, uh, in your own behaviors, there's not enough good that you can do in the world that's going to save you from eternity in hell. Okay? So this is Jesus' why in this instance, and then his what was that he sat and he ate with the scum of society. You know, you've got uh, uh, the, the tax collectors in a lot of ways, they were looked at like how uh, in today's day and age, we would look at politicians and lawyers, right? So, you know, they're, they're not uh, highly regarded by any stretch of the imagination, but Jesus still dealt with them. He still came and he sat with them one-on-one and he engaged them one-on-one, much like we need to be doing the same thing, okay? So... Let's go ahead and move down to the third one, okay? Uh, third example is in Matthew chapter 26, and we'll be looking at uh, verse 39. And um, this is a, a, a really, uh, really pivotal verse in the Bible. Um, this is when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, he goes up there with... Uh, the disciples, and uh, he knows that the, uh, the Pharisees and, and that the religious folks, they're, they're sending people to come and get him, okay? They're, they're sending folk to come and arrest him, okay? And he knows what the next 24 hours is going to be like for him, okay? And 
he takes the opportunity uh, to pray to the Father, okay? And this is his prayer in verse 39. Uh, So it says, He went on a little farther and bowed his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. So if we look at God's purpose in this, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-evident, okay? So God's purpose in this was to make sure that we have no slide. Uh, no. God's purpose in this was to make sure that there was a perfect sacrifice for the sins of humanity, okay? Because before this time, um, in order for uh, sins to be atoned for, there had to be a blood sacrifice, okay? And... With that blood sacrifice, I mean, we're talking about uh, bulls, goats, pigeons, I mean, all different kinds of livestock. uh, And we're talking about, like, so much blood being poured out on altars upon altars upon altars over time, okay? But Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice, okay, for all of our sins, for all of the sins of humanity, the Bible tells us, okay? So... Jesus, knowing that this was God's purpose, okay, knowing that there was no other way, okay, still chose to go to the cross. Because here's the thing. Jesus, we know by reading this, we know that he struggled, okay, with this decision to go uh, because of what he says, all right? He said, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Jesus, we know, was fully man and fully God, right? But we know from this text that because his flesh, okay, was much like our flesh, okay, he didn't want the suffering. He didn't want the torment. He didn't want uh, uh, all that he knew he would have to go through. But here's the deal. Despite that, despite knowing that he would have to go through all that suffering, he said, not my will, but yours be done. Okay? He didn't want it, but he chose to take it anyway because God's purpose at that moment in time was for him to be obedient. God's purpose in that moment was for him to be the perfect sacrifice. God's purpose in that moment was for him to show the greatest of love for all of humanity. Okay? The Bible talks about how there's no greater love than uh, for us to, to lie down, lay down, for one to lay down his life for another. Okay? And Jesus did this for everybody. For everybody in that moment. Okay? So we know the purpose in this particular instance. We know the why he did it, and we know exactly what he did. Okay? Uh, 
if we flip down to uh, what Jesus did, um, this is probably the most accurate that you can get it. Okay? He allowed himself to be taken into custody and unjustly beaten, tortured, and crucified for the sins of everybody. So, Jesus modeled for us on many occasions. I, I, I gave us three tonight, but Jesus modeled for us on many different occasions this process of recognizing God's purpose, okay, attaching a why to an outcome of what, okay? But here's my question for you guys. All right, Jesus modeled this for us, obviously, so that we could walk in it, but are you walking in it? Like, really, are, are, you, are you taking the opportunity every day uh, to get up to make sure that you read your Bible with God's purpose in mind and saying, okay, God, I, I, I want to talk to you uh, because I know it's important that I keep my mind right, um, so that's my why. And then in turn saying, okay, the what, the, the outcome of this is that I'm going to walk a straighter path today as a result. Okay? So we have that opportunity every single day. Why aren't we taking that opportunity? Why aren't we doing that? You know, we, we, uh, uh, we live such busy lives nowadays. You know, we got technology, we got entertainment, uh, we got social media, we got all these things that are vying for our attention, right? And it seems like even though we know that our main priority in life should be following God and walking close with God and making sure that we commune with God every single day, we still find reasons not to read our Bible. We still find reasons to not pray enough. We still find reasons to take our focus off of what God would have us to do rather than walking in the purpose and just letting God figure the rest out. Right? So I want to uh, uh, kind of switch gears here and uh, just like bring some practical application to it. Because it's one thing to talk about it and, and show how Jesus did it and then, you know, just... Uh, uh, just kind of be on the surface and be like, all right, well, that's Jesus. Uh, Jesus was perfect. So, you know, that, that's him. I'm not perfect. All right, well, let's start with this. Let's say for the next three days, next three days, you pray like this, and you say, you know what, God, um, I'm about to walk out the door. I'm about to go to work, or I'm about to go to school, or I'm about to go to the mall or go wherever. Um, please allow me to walk in your purpose today. Allow me to understand what it is that you would have me to do in every single instance. Okay? Allow me to keep you at the forefront of my mind so that I will think, I will act, I will react in a way that will honor you. Allow me to be an encouragement to people. Allow me to, uh, uh, allow me to speak life into people. Allow me to speak the truth in love to people. Allow me to 
be all, the, all that it is that you would have me to be today. I don't care about tomorrow. I don't care about what I did yesterday. Allow me to be all that you would have me to be today. We can pray that. That's simple. It'll take you all of two minutes, if that. But much like I, I, I teach the youth from week to week, every choice that we make needs to be intentional. Okay? You can't walk the way that Jesus walked if you're not intentional. Which means that you have to set that priority, you have to set it above everything else. And you have to say, look, you know what? Uh, before I even get my day started, before I even take my eyes and set them on the news, before I even talk to my kids or anybody else in this house, I'm going to talk to God. And I'm going to ask him to help me to walk in his purpose. Because much like our opening verse of text stated, regardless of what plans that we may have, his purpose is going to prevail. You can make many plans, but, big but, the Lord's purpose will prevail. Okay? So, I mean, we, we, we say amen to that, and that's fantastic. But the challenge is out there for you. Three days. Do this over the next three days. Okay? And see how you finish your week. Versus how you started your week. Okay? Walking in God's purpose. Because here's the deal. You can try and walk in whatever purpose that you want to walk in. The Lord's purpose will prevail. Okay? You can say anything you want to say. You can do anything you want to do. You can think anything you want to think. But the Lord's purpose will prevail. Okay, so it's funny because a lot of times when I feel myself being frustrated by life, when I feel myself uh, getting into a rut, when I feel myself kind of being sluggish or not moving in the right direction. If I were to really sit back and think about where I'm headed, why I'm headed there, and is it walking in accordance with God's purpose, nine times out of ten I can probably guarantee you that I'm not. And that's real. But how many times do we actually sit back and think about it and say, instead of going the the, the course that we've been going, do we stop ourselves and say, you know what, Lord? Um, Chances are uh, I haven't been walking with you uh, close enough. Chances are I haven't been reading my Bible enough. Chances are I haven't been praying enough. Chances are I haven't fasted in forever. Chances are, uh, you know, I I haven't been to midweek Bible study. Chances are I haven't been to Sunday service in two weeks. Any number of things, right? We need to check ourselves. And we need to understand that life is always going to walk in accordance with the Lord's purpose, not ours. But if we don't align ourselves with it, we're not going to get there. We're going to keep going through the same cycles that we've been going through. We're going to keep struggling the same way that we've been struggling. Now, I'm not saying life don't come with struggles, 
But struggling with God is much better than struggling on your own. Amen? So, in closing, I just want to ask you to take the challenge. Take the next three days and purpose it in your heart every morning and say, you know what, God, I need you to help me walk in your purpose today. I need you to remind me throughout the day because I'm, I'm fallible. I, I, I make mistakes and I do take my eyes off of you, but I need you to remind me. Okay. I need you to remind me to read my Bible. I need you to remind me that I need to uh, uh, speak the truth in love. I need you to remind me that I need to keep myself as close to you in as many ways as I can. I need to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, that may mean that I'm, I'm listening to, uh, uh, I'm listening to spiritual music on my way to work. I need to make sure that I'm not turning on the news. I need to make sure that I'm avoiding negativity. I need to make sure that I'm not complaining. I need to make sure that I'm not doing any number of things that can take your focus off him. Okay? So, that's the challenge. But, with any challenge, it comes down to the intentionality of choice. What are you going to choose to do? You can keep living this week the way it's been lived the last three days, or you can change and turn and pivot and walk in a new direction because now you're going to walk in God's purpose because you're going to be intentional about asking God to do it in you. But that choice is yours. All right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time of teaching and learning. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for everything that you do in our lives. Um, Lord, we thank you so much for showing us that we need to be walking in your purpose. Uh, We need to be keeping our focus on you. far more than we keep our focus on other things, entertainment, uh, social media, what have you. Lord, we pray and we just ask that you set us aside, intentionally set us aside and work through us. Help us to walk in your purpose. Help us to understand the why we're doing what we're doing versus just being on autopilot and doing what we want to do. Because your word said that regardless of what our plans are, they will not prevail against your purpose and your will for our lives. So, Lord, I I come to you and I, I pray that everybody in here would accept the challenge and that they would move forward accepting that your purpose is higher than ours and embracing the fact that you can get us there and only you can get us there. Lord, I I pray uh, for Pastor as he is traveling with his sons. Uh, And Lord, I I pray for his healing um, as he struggles with uh, so much pain due to his back uh, and everything that's going on. Uh, in his life. And Lord, I I just pray that you continue to grant him and the rest of the leadership here at our church with wisdom, 
compassion, uh, uh, bless us with knowledge, and help us to walk and to serve the way that you would have us to walk and serve. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for each person here tonight that they would take what you've blessed us with and walk in your purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We truly appreciate the opportunity to pour into your lives each week. For more information or to donate to Abundant Life's ministry, please check out our website at www.alcfnow.org.